0: It's time for the alliterative tale of Wise Wendy and Wild Wild West. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo broadcasting from my lab on the campus of Splendid University. Wondrous, downtown, splendid West Virginia. A town full of extraordinary children and animals. You know them well. These stories, many of these stories, are originally published on the pages of the Greater Ashland Beacon newspaper in nearby Ashland, Kentucky. That column, our Read Me a Bedtime Story column, is about to celebrate five years in print. That's 114 published children's stories and counting. Most have also been shared here on the podcast, a podcast that is about to hit the two-and-a-half-year mark since our first episode. Well, next month, or sometime late February, early March, as that five year mark hits, Kid Superhero Buck Travers is going back to his roots in a battle with his original nemesis, the great Chili Monster. We're actually retooling and revising Read Me A Bedtime Story number one, which is also featured on the very first episode of this podcast. And there's a follow up story titled The Great. Chili Monster Returns that takes place exactly five years later. It's how kid superhero Buck Travers began elementary school five years ago, and now, in fifth grade, how he'll finish it. In a struggle with supervillain soup, and not just one supervillain soup, the annual Splendid Elementary Soup Fest is about to unleash five. Soup-related fiends on a batch of unsuspecting youngsters. Coming soon, listeners. Soon. We have a President's Day episode coming up in February as well, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. In the meantime, this week's tale is all about two of my favorite young neighbors you will know them as Wise Wendy and Wild Wild West. Wes was wild. His friend, Wendy, was wise. Not that you can't be both. In fact, the best of us are made of equal parts energy and smarts. In this case, though, Wes was wilder than the average wallaby, and Wendy's wisdom knew few bounds. Wes's mom, Mrs. W., called her son Wild, Wild Wes, a nickname that stuck. Most of his neighbors call him that, too. Wendy was always wrapped in wondrous praise. Wes's wild antics often got him in trouble, like the time he waited in the park water fountain. Wendy, nearby, while reading the wondrous wonders of Wonderville on a park bench peacefully, by herself, shook her head at Wes's woeful, wet display. Wild, wild Wes was grounded until Wednesday. You would think he'd learn his lesson, but on Thursday, at recess, Wes whipped off Mr. Wilson's white wig in front of the entire student body. And wow, was there a dust-up over that. The principal wailed, Wes, and called home to his parents. Wendy distanced herself from the whole thing as she played whimsical wizard games with homemade magic wands. Wes's punishment worsened, and Wendy didn't see him for a whole week. When he was released from home confinement, Wes wandered west to Willowvale to warn his friend Wendy and her family that a pack of giant wasps were at war with the Willowbalians. What a weird tale, Wes. Wendy wagged her head back and forth. Why don't you just behave for once? Wes wasn't sure. He took a moment and wondered. Well, what do you want to do? Wes inquired of Wendy. Wendy suggested a visit to the Walrus Park. Or dressing up as witches for play pretend time. Or maybe, perhaps, just taking a walk. Are you sure you don't want to play pranks on the neighborhood watch or steal walnuts and waffles from Walmart? No, Wendy whispered. Wendy was troubled, her attempts at good influence waning. Finally, Wendy won the attention of Wild Wild Wes when she suggested a watermelon-eating contest. Wes could not turn down a good watermelon. He loved watermelon, and so did Wendy. Wes did not get in trouble that day, not once, which surprised everyone townwide. But while Wendy's good influence rubbed off on Wes that day, there is evidence to suggest that his penchant for pranks may have wooed Wendy. I don't know for sure who told the tale that wildcats were stealing whoopers from the local Burger Queen or who convinced a group of wee ones that worms tasted as yummy as bratwurst. They don't. But both incidents caused quite the buzz about town, and I know for a fact that Wes was not to blame. All eyes were on him, of course, but his alibis checked out. For once, I did notice a mischievous, dare I say, wild smile on Wendy's face that day. So watch out. I see what's happening here, be it Wes or Wendy winding your way. Best to keep your guard up any old day. For I am beginning to think Wendy is a bit wilder than I once was sure. And Wes is growing increasingly, wondrously, astoundingly witty. What a rambunctious pair. I worry about that dangerous duo. Watch out, world. That's all for this week, listeners. I'll be out of town next week at a conference at the University of Parts Unknown, which is near the town of Parts Unknown, which is where many of my favorite wrestlers come from. Spoiler alert, Parts Unknown is in Florida. But have no fear. I have it on some authority and a rumor here and there that kid superhero Buck Travers will be taking over the mic once more. Stay tuned soon, perhaps, for another episode of the Kid Superheroes Mystery Lab. I have told Buck to steer clear of my podcasting equipment, which usually means one thing you'll mm-hmm. be in touch soon, listeners in the meantime, have a wild and wonderful and wondrous and weird week be good to each other hello, this is Rusty Joy again You've been listening to Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, which is written and read by my adorable husband, Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Please continue to spread the word. Also, consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Next week, when the professor's away, this kid's superhero will play.